Jeremy, welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off by having you introduce yourself? Good morning, Daddy. Thanks for having me on your show. Um, my name is Jeremy Garcia. I am a founder of Satoshi Journal. I'm a Bitcoin Maxi. Um, I am by trade an engineer, civil engineer. I've done some agricultural engineering and um, I love to write. And so we, we founded Satoshi's Journal about four or five months ago. Bitcoin only news and education platform um, with the intent of basically orange pilling the world um, so that's basically a quick story on me great Jeremy and um, you know the first thing that I usually ask people that come on the show is where did they source their Bitcoin knowledge whether it be books courses or even people so could you kind of elucidate and explain um, to the audience you know some of the things that inspired you to become a better Bitcoiner yeah um, so I was learning about money before Bitcoin for at least 10 years um, studying money studying what it was the history of money and um, that was a good primer for Bitcoin for me, but when I found Bitcoin in 2015, it still wasn't good enough because, like most other people, I found out about it as being um, a scam, a quote-unquote scam being used on the dark web. Um, and I found out about it on a Yahoo article in 2015, and just reading that turned me off. But up until that point, I had been studying money and the history of money, and Rich Dad Poor Dad was one of the biggest sources that I went to. Um, I've read all his books, but the, particularly Rich Dad Poor Dad, the original book. Um, he taught me about what money was, and he totally changed the my idea about what money was. And then uh, another person that was huge and influential in my um, education on money was Mike Maloney. Um, he is a gold bug. But he does understand Bitcoin. He does accept Bitcoin on his platform. He's just not totally orange-pilled. But he is much like uh, Lawrence Lepard. He just hasn't been totally orange-pilled, like I said. And he has a series. Um, Mike Maloney has a series on his YouTube that I highly recommend called The Hidden Secrets of Money. I believe there's 10 episodes. And I think it was, it's episode number one and episode number four that were most influential on me because it actually talks about how our monetary system works. And I've watched those videos particularly at least 10 plus times and I still don't know how our monetary system works because it's so convoluted. So that kind of shows you how bad our system is. Nevertheless, I highly recommend those two sources is um, how to understand money. As far as how I came to understand Bitcoin, Andreas Antonopoulos is probably my biggest teacher. I have most of his books, including Mastering Bitcoin. And then I've, I've listened to um, almost every podcast of his. He's the most astute, in my opinion. Um, and then Jimmy Song is another person that I really look up to that is technically astute in Bitcoin, but he can also talk in layman's terms. So those would be the four ways in which I was um, educated on money and... Um, also in Bitcoin, but being educated in money was is a good way to get prime for Bitcoin because if you don't understand money, you won't understand Bitcoin as as well as you should. Well said, Jeremy. And you know, 
I used to be a gold bug as well, so I know about Mike Maloney. His books are pretty inspirational, and he knows a lot. He's been in the game for a long time. And what I really want to peel into now is kind of what your passion is and what you're doing currently, which is Satoshi's Journal as the founder and CEO. And my question to you, Jeremy, is what inspired you to start Satoshi's Journal? The inspiration of Satoshi's Journal was actually uh, no different than what a regular pleb wants to do. I was frequenting Twitter spaces since the advent of Twitter spaces and always wanting to have orange pilled as many people as possible and that's what we do on Twitter spaces so I thought to myself how could I be the most influential or not influential but how could I be the most um, impactful with orange pilling people and so I that's what actually inspired Satoshi Journal I figured if I could leverage the internet the internet's my my lever Bitcoin's my fulcrum and as the saying goes um, if you have a lever long enough and a fulcrum upon which to rest it on, you can move the world. So that was really the inspiration. So um, by having a media platform, and there's not a lot of media platforms out there on Bitcoin education, that's another thing. So that was the that was the impetus for starting Satoshi Journal. Have uh, a platform that was Bitcoin only. That's another thing is some platforms aren't Bitcoin only. And teach people about money, the history of money, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin on a technical basis, Bitcoin on a first-person story basis. Um, so we have stories on there. We have people that write in a technical manner about Bitcoin. And um, and then we have the, the latest news that we can get on Bitcoin. Um, but once again, the focus is and focus should be Bitcoin only because a lot of these other platforms that are out there, um, they're Bitcoin and other things and we know that Bitcoin is the innovation and most everything else is just noise so it's important to focus and then that's why uh, Bitcoiners have laser eyes they're focused so um, that was the inspiration behind why I started Satoshi Journal and then I was able to gather an excellent team of individuals including yourself um, to make it happen even better than what I thought it could be because I mean this, the, the success of any c company is a function of their your team and I think we have a really good team like a really really good team I don't know how I come up with these this team because we're so diverse I mean we have people from Switzerland we have two three from America we have several in Nigeria um, we have some that aren't super active but they're still part of my team um, from Latin America um, so that diversity is another difference between us and other platforms, um, I, I believe. Um, having that diversity and having different opinions about based off where they come from is a huge um, thing for the company because it keeps us um, diverse and we don't, yeah, that, that having that diversity is important to me anyway. So that was the inspiration behind Satoshi. I agree, Jeremy. I think that, you know, there's so many echo chambers. There's so many of the same thing over and over and over in the Bitcoin system. And to see this team be so diverse, inclusive and different is I think is what's going to set us apart and keep the bar set high for other Bitcoin media publications. But what I really want to get into, you know, in regards to Satoshi's Journal is I know that you're a civil engineer by day and Satoshi's Journal is doing huge things in the space. 
one of the big things they're doing in the space is the Bitcoin Village. So could you kind of explain to the audience, you know, as a civil engineer, do you think the Bitcoin Village will be your most rewarding endeavor? But this civil engineering feat that I'm going on with my team is going to be the greatest in my mind. It's it's nothing complicated, but it's the fact that it's going to empower a bunch of people. So what we're building is a school and an amphitheater to start off with. That's phase one. And we're doing this in Nigeria in a little town called Atomu. Um, and the, the school is going to be about 2,500 square feet. And it's going to be a Bitcoin education center. Um, we'll basically have the regular curriculum that a student would go through um, additionally and then we're also going to have the means by which to develop developers uh, to be able to be versed in developing um, using lightning and then we're going to have uh, the ability to teach kids and adults um, how to what a node is what a miner is how to assemble a node, how to disassemble a node, how to assemble a miner, how to disassemble a miner, with the intent of the school will be multifaceted because you won't go, it'll almost be like a trade school, but it'll also be a school in which you can learn the basic science, math, um, engineering, uh, like STEM. We're going to focus on STEM. But we're, we, we, that's why what I just said, um, that's why I think it's more important than anything I built because out of that school potentially we can educate um, hundreds and hundreds of students that then can go out in the world and educate more people and the thing that's most exciting to me is not all students are wanting to just learn about um, like read they don't like to read um, they can learn better by doing things hands-on so by having a trade school implemented within the school by which they can actually go and learn like what a miner is which is just a simple computer that mines Bitcoin and then they can disassemble it and reassemble it and then learn how to clean it and maintain it uh, my partner and I Olu think that in the future there's gonna be a huge need for that um, trade and so we could basically be educating um, hundreds and hundreds of students potentially to be um, entrepreneurial in starting an, their own business to do something like that or teach people how to mine or teach people how to run a node. Um, that, that's just scratching the surface. The, uh, you were a student and I'm a student and our teachers would never believe, or maybe they would, um, they never knew when they were teaching us that we would be Bitcoiners and they never knew that we would accomplish what we've accomplished up to this point. And that's the thing that's most exciting about, I think, about being an educator is we can, we will be educating about Bitcoin at this school, but the implications of our education on those individuals, we will never know, um, what they do to the fullest extent. For all we know, they could be the next uh, Bitcoin media company, that's, or they could be a Bitcoin mining company, or they could be a company that teaches simply on Lightning Development. So the Lightning Development uh, Academy is also very, very important. Um, 
we're going to try to get as many people as possible to learn how to develop on Lightning. In Africa, many people are not focused on Africa, and they should be, because the amount of Lightning, sorry, the amount of development in Africa is amazing. There's one gentleman in, in particular, his name, well, his company is Manchakura. And uh, interestingly enough, there was a fellow African uh, by the name of Oaken, who's he's from Namibia, and he sent a tweet out just randomly. He said, if only somebody could develop a means by which Africans could transfer Bitcoin via text messaging on a non-smartphone. And this guy that's behind Manchakura, <clears throat> he replied and said, I'll get it done in two weeks. Um, and of course, Oken, myself, and Olu, I didn't know him. And we were like, no, he can't do it in two weeks. He got it done in two weeks. He was able to be able to allow people in Africa to send Bitcoin over a simple text message using a non-smartphone. That's one developer in billion in a continent where there's billions of people. <clears throat> Immediately thereafter, he was able to unleash it in six countries, and that was about two months ago. Now he's in nine countries. So he, I mean, and then he actually partnered with uh, Mpeza and Bitnob. Um, Bitnob is a Bitcoin-only company, and then um, Mpeza is a company in Africa that is. Um, basically serves about, uh, I think about 150 million people. You'll have to check me on that. And uh, Mpeza basically allows Africans to um, use their non-smartphones to trade minutes. That's their currency. That's part of the currency in Africa. Um, and so because these Africans were so used to using Mpeza, by integrating Bitcoin, uh, namely Manchakura, into Mpeza via Bitnob, um, you potentially have um, several hundred million people in Africa that can get onboarded on Bitcoin. And, and no one talked about that to the extent that they should, um, but that's a huge deal. Um, so that could be one thing that could come out of a Bitcoin uh, Lightning Developer Academy. And so that's, that's why I think that this will be the greatest endeavor that my team and I go on from a construction standpoint, but more so um, the construction we're going to do in the minds of, of uh, students and adults. They'll be able to develop as individuals um, education within themselves to do whatever they want. And we're empowering these people by teaching them about money. Money is not taught in school. There's a reason, I think. Um, but I won't go into that. Money is super important. It's not everything, but it does um, touch most everything in our lives. And so ironically, we work every day of our life for money, but most of us don't know what money is. And so by getting people um, educated in money, you're starting them off on the right path in life so that in the future, not only are they going to be impacted, but their future generations are going to be impacted. And so that's why this would be the greatest engineering feat, I guess, that I would be, be embarking on. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I've written about this village in Bitcoin Magazine and some other big publications, and I'm just so inspired by the work that both you, Olo, and the whole team is doing.
And I think that this is going to be paradigm shifting and world changing once this village is actually um, completed and done. And I think that a lot of people are going to look at Satoshi's journal as a conduit to kind of build up and build other media platforms. So my next question to you, which is something that I really think about when you're talking about um, really grabbing that market in Africa and trying to utilize that to create a proof of work. So do you feel it's imperative to pay people uh, in Bitcoin for their work or for their articles? Uh, yes, I do think it's imperative to pay people in Bitcoin for their proof of work. That's the Bitcoin ethos, essentially. Um, if you put in the work, um, you should be paid for it. Um, Bitcoin miners are mining Bitcoin right now. They're putting, they're expending energy and they're being rewarded in Bitcoin. Um, and I think that by being um, the only Bitcoin publication company that's paying their content creators, we will eventually um, cause people to go that route. Um, and it's important that people get paid in Bitcoin because it's the soundest money ever. Um, and coming to that conclusion takes a lot of time going down the rabbit hole. But um, that's the, the, the short answer to your question. I believe it is imperative that people get paid in Bitcoin. The hardest, soundest money, the, the most, the greatest discovery in mankind history um, it's if you studied money not you but the audience if people have studied money long enough they understand that we've been under a fiat system since the advent of fiat um, we had gold and silver which were considered to be sound but even those sound monies were debased by the Athenians the Greeks and the Romans all the way up to the Egyptians and therefore that sound money became uh, did not, not sound because they debased it with inferior metals and then the Chinese were the first to create the the, the, the paper money and since the creation of paper money uh, we've had thousands and thousands of currencies um, and that's one thing I learned from Mike Maloney that I, I'll emphasize here there's a difference between money and there's a difference between currencies money is considered to be a store of value and a currency is not so there's hundreds and hundreds of currencies currently today that are not stores of values that are getting printed into perpetuity by their respective countries and all currencies fail the dollar will fail and that's the main reason why we should be paying people in bitcoin because by unbeknownst to maybe some of our contributors who not who might not have been totally down the rabbit hole when they're being paid in the hard, hardest soundest money ever they're essentially building up a little life or a little life raft for the impending flood of fiat that has yet to um, totally um, uh, come upon us. I mean, we've been flooded with fiat for a while now. It's just, it's going to get worse. And then when it gets worse, people are going to have to run towards sound money. Um, by Gresham's law, that's basically what happens is people basically get rid of their um, unsound money and they start squirreling away all the sound money. And there's only so much Bitcoin but there is enough for the world. Um, it's just a matter of educating people so that they can understand that every Satoshi counts. So that's why we pay people 25,000 sats for their first article. Um, right now, I think that's about $5. And then every successive article thereafter, they can get paid 10,000 Satoshis. And so um, you can make a pretty good amount of, of money, relatively speaking, in Satoshis, because Satoshis are much more valuable in dollars. Um, 
in a year if you were to become a regular contributor and just bam out even two articles a month, which is totally attainable by a, a, um, a writer. So sorry, that was a long answer to your question, but that, that's the answer. <clears throat> Impactful that's going to be for people in Africa, that $5 or those, you know, certain amount of Satoshis goes a really long way, probably further than it would in America. So I think that it's imperative for people that have a story to tell or want to actually talk about Bitcoin, they can utilize Satoshi's journal to actually get paid in Satoshi. So I think what you're doing is genius, uh, Jeremy. And my last question is kind of building on what we were just talking about, which is, in your humble opinion, do you believe that, uh, you know, what we're doing at Satoshi's journal will kind of push other Bitcoin media publications to pay its contributors in the future? Yeah, yes, I do. <clears throat> on your point that you said just now, that you made just now, in Africa, on average, an African will make $40 a month. If they wrote four articles, that would be uh, $20 a month. That's half of their salary. So they may have to make eight uh, articles. You could literally change an African's life by empowering them or giving them the ability to write an article or two. And it's not just articles that we accept. And although we haven't received any of, of, the, of this form or medium, but we will accept articles in the form of a video. If someone wants to submit a video with their Bitcoin story instead of writing their Bitcoin story, because not everyone likes to write, that's just sometimes that's even better because having a face, assuming the person wants to show who they are, and having them talk about their story, as, as we all know, story time is like the best time in a kid's life. So if you could just tell your story in the flesh, um, that could be more impactful than uh, writing it because not everyone wants to write. So um, I believe that at Satoshi's Journal, uh, we will help with setting a precedence by which all media company in the future will eventually pay their content creators. <clears throat> So that is important because, um, as I've told my team before, I don't consider us to be a competitor against any company in the Bitcoin um, arena. I feel that we're all complementary of one another, and anything that we do at Satoshi Journal will make another company better. If, if, they, if, if we're doing things right at Satoshi's Journal, people will be copying us, and it's the same thing with other companies. If I see see another Bitcoin company doing something that's that's uh, uh, good and successful and doing something impactful, I'm just going to copy them. I mean, that's the beauty of just having the ability to nimbly just do something. And as long as we are, it's like an open source network, and that's what makes Bitcoin powerful. Is anyone that develops on uh, Bitcoin or Lightning, the Lightning network, is complementing all the other companies. Um, and so that's how I feel we should be as Bitcoin only companies is just always helping one another, promoting one another, because um, the more you promote one another, the further you can promote one another's message. And we all have the same message, uh, Bitcoin. And so, um, yeah, I hope we can help people and other companies that are in the Bitcoin only um, arena become better. And I, I know we will. And, and I've seen, to a certain extent, some of the things we're doing being copied. And that's great because that tells me that we're doing something right. Um, one of those things is 
um, building the Bitcoin uh, school and then having a conference. We'll have a conference in January. And although conferences have been around in Bitcoin for a while, all of a sudden a bunch of conferences in Africa started. We had one in Ghana. We have, there's like at least five that I can think of. There's one that just happened in Nigeria. So when you say you're going to do something and everyone hears it, it's funny because some people, most people want to do it first. And that's great because you don't have to be first to have the most impact. Those five conferences that were, let's just say they were born out of the idea of Satoshi Journal's original Nigeria conference. Um, that's awesome because now you have five more conferences that weren't there before. And then we'll have the sixth in January. And how many people, more people, will now be able to be educated about Bitcoin? And so we promoted all of those conferences via our platform by simply tweeting it out. And so we'll do the same thing for all other companies. I mean, if you're doing something good in the Bitcoin uh, arena, uh, whether it's a conference or whether it's a meetup, or if it's uh, simply even retweeting an article, even if it's not ours, I, I don't care. I think it's important that we retweet every piece of Bitcoin only content because um, if you're only, if, you're, if, if, if one company is only tweeting out that one article, how much more powerful if you had five companies that were able to retweet it out with and, and um, meet their audience. Um, so that's the point. We want to we want to complement each other and for the furtherance of Bitcoin. Um, and once people come to the conclusion that Bitcoin is the soundest money ever known to mankind, um, I believe all Bitcoin only companies are going to float to the surface. Um, and I'll say one more thing because this is important. Um, and this is what I believe. I believe that in a hyper Bitcoinized world, the media platforms of today, Bitcoin only media platforms of today, will be floating to the surface um, as some of the most important media companies in the world. Um, for me, I have a disdain and sour taste in my mouth for mainstream media. And it's because of the fact that they spread falsities and they're not accurate in their reporting and their journalism. And so you have to basically farm out your information and just read a bunch of articles from a multiplicity of sources to find the truth. Um, Bitcoin is the truth. And as long as you don't waver from that, you'll always be reporting the truth. So our goal as a media um, company is to report as accurately as possible the truth. I say that to say this is the Wall Street Journals, the Bloombergs, um, and the other mainstream media platforms of today will someday be replaced by Bitcoin-only media companies. And I think that's a good thing um, because these media companies will be able to accurately report um, because they'll be soundly um, paid by sound money. Sound money is what causes a lot of of the unsound journalism in the world. Fiat in its current form, um, because it's so messed up, fiat being by decree of the government, fiat being paper money, because of it being so unsound, and people can print it out of thin air, it permeates even media companies to the point where they can just haphazardly report on anything. There's more to the false reporting 
of media companies outside of that. But um, as soon as the hyper-Bitcoinization hyper happens in the world and people are paid in Bitcoin, um, you're going to see a lot of change all over because people are going to be incentivized to report on the, the good things and, and people are going to be incentivized to go to work and actually work. I mean, <laughs> so... So I, I, that's what I really believe, and with great power becomes great responsibility. I've told my team that several times. I think that when you have a platform that could be actually potential the size of a Wall Street Journal in the future, um, you have a lot of power to influence the decisions of the world by what you say. And so what you say, it better be truth, and um, that's what we're lacking in the world today in the fiat um, uh, media companies. Um, we don't know what to believe. So with Bitcoin, if you're starting with a base of Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a sound foundation. It's a firm foundation. It's truth. And if you build everything on top of Bitcoin, which is sound money, you're essentially creating a new world. When we transform from the old world being fiat to the new world, you're literally changing and creating a new world. And that sounds to maybe somebody that's not a Bitcoiner or even not fully fledged a Bitcoiner or just a layman. That sounds like a dystopic world. Like It sounds like fantastical. Uh, I love reading fantasy. And when I say that, I even like, man, this is crazy. This is like a book I would read, but it's going to come true. And I know it's going to come true because of the mere fact that Bitcoin is uh, the game theory of Bitcoin is such that it's going to cause incentives for not only the individual, but the corporations, governments are going to have to adopt it. The beautiful, the beautiful thing about Bitcoin, though, is on a grassroots basis in Africa and Latin America and the countries that need it the most where their currencies are being hyperinflated, they are going to be able to be the most um, helped, um, assisted, uh, their lives are going to be changed by it, adopting Bitcoin and they're going to adopt Bitcoin because uh, out of necessity. When you're having a hyperinflated fiat in Argentina or Zimbabwe, you need hard money, you need something that's not being inflated, that can't be inflated, Bitcoin. And so that's what we're, we're literally going to change the world with Bitcoin. It's going to change. It's going to turn. the. So one thing I said earlier uh, or yesterday, Dadu, that you'll you like because I think you like basketball. I was telling my Bitcoin friend. It's one thing to learn how to play basketball with gravity. Take away gravity and see how hard it is to play basketball. That's what's going to happen when Bitcoin is introduced in the world in totality. Everyone's used to playing with fiat and play the game of fiat and they know the rules of fiat and the greatest most powerful people in the world are using fiat to their advantage because they know the game of fiat. So you know as well as I that the most, the best player in basketball is the, the person that's most fundamentally astute in the fundamentals of that sport, but also they know the game theory, they have all the um, secrets of the sport, they know it, and they'll win championships. In this case, in the fiat world, who's winning the championships? The, the people in power, the people closest to the money printer, and, and, and the people in the little people, 
they're not winning because they can't print money out of thin air and just use it to pay off their mortgages and, and enrich themselves. As soon as you get rid of that mindset and you introduce Bitcoin into the arena of, of fiat and it takes over, you're essentially removing gravity and people are going to be floating and they're not going to know what the heck to do because it's a new system. But the people that adopt, that understood sound money from the onset and they actually adopted Bitcoin, they will be actually not, not necessarily floating in the air. They'll actually be starting to use that money to be connected to the ground via the new Bitcoin gravity, we'll call it. And they're going to be, that's the beauty is on a grassroots level, the people will decide what the money is. And that's what's happened in monetary history throughout. Governments don't decide what money is. The people decide what money what it is. As soon as the people lose trust in money, you're going to have uh, picketing and that's the demise of your civilization. So we're seeing that on a major scale happening before our eyes right now. Um, and when we go on to a full Bitcoin standard, um, it's going to change the whole game. But the game will be even for everybody. Um, now I say on a grassroots level, the people at the grassroots level will be able to benefit the most. Um, if they adopt it first, that's partly true. But Bitcoin is a system that you can just opt in or opt out of. You don't have to. It sets the level playing field across the whole world. And um, But nevertheless, if you adopt it early, you could actually change your family's life. Um, in the most There's a saying that Michael Saylor always says where he says, um, Bitcoin is something that most people won't understand, but that everybody's going to need. And that's the time to invest in it. And I think that what Satoshi's Journal is doing is going to really inspire a lot of other publications to kind of push themselves to pay their plebs for their proof of work, for their article submissions. And I just think that what you're doing is going to be marked in history. And you truly are an inspiration to not only myself, because I work with you on this team, but just the world and Bitcoiners as a whole. So to wrap this up, Jeremy, um, could you give the world your social media handles? future endeavors you're working on that you want the audience to know about yeah so we're on um on satoshisjournal.com um that's our website on instagram you can find us just by searching at satoshis journal same thing with tiktok and same thing with twitter we're also on linkedin if you just go to satoshisjournal.com and uh scroll all the way down to the bottom you'll see a link to all of our media platforms we started about five months ago and so um, the beauty of it, we've grown organically. Uh, we're not perfect by any means. We still have a lot to go to grow and, and build. But um, so go to all those platforms. If you want to see what we're doing on the Bitcoin Village, you can also find um, information on that on our website. Um, a quick thing on the Bitcoin Village is we're starting construction this uh, week. The architectural drawings are done. And we're hoping to have it completed by January. So um, if we're, we're hoping, we're not hoping, as a media platform, our goal is actually to bring the plebs along the ride and actually see the proof of work as it metamorphosizes before, before them. So uh, we will be uh, video recording the construction. Um, we already have started. So if you go even on our YouTube channel, you can see um, Olu, uh, our partner on there, when before the village was cleared because one acre he had a video of them surveying it and then 
um, they have to burn it. So we're keep we're, we're bringing the plebs along with us as we um, cover the construction. Um, so yeah, visit us at any of those, and we also have the Orange Sun um, podcast, Orange Sun Space, every morning from Monday through Friday, seven to nine a.m. Nigerian time, and on that space we just speak about Bitcoin only content of course and we have a subject that we speak about every morning Monday through Thursday we have a subject Friday is just Bitcoin news and talk and it's just a free-flowing space but um, we've been doing that for now about three months and um, so if you have the capacity to wake up early in the States to listen to it that'd be great but if not we record all of the spaces and you can go back and listen to the recording and um, but yeah, we hope to see any of you guys listening to this on the Orange the Orange Sun morning show, 7 to 9 a.m. Nigerian time, which is GMT plus one. And if you're in the States, uh, midnight Mountain Standard Time, um, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 10 p.m. Uh, 10 p.m. Uh, East Coast Time. So and I think I misspoke. It's uh, 2, 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So... Yeah, check us out.